0: Thanks for taking the time to check out the Word Alive podcast. For access to other great resources and information on everything happening at Word Alive, be sure to download our app for iPhone and Android devices by searching W-A-I-O, Word Alive International Outreach, teaching people and reaching nations with a message of freedom. And now, Kent Maddox. We've been talking about that no matter where you're at, like this young lady who gave her testimony, no matter where you're at, your future is always better than your past with God. And uh, I was going to talk to you today about the ten plagues in Egypt, and I just felt like the Lord kind of shifted that, and I try to stay with the Lord, you know, even though my, I think my ideals are better most of the time. But I, I, I try to go with Him as, uh, most of the time that I can, you know, I was like, Lord, you know, I really was headed this way uh so i'll tell you what i'll do i'll do a facebook live wednesday night and i'll catch you up on those 10 plagues is that okay and then if you can tune in on that i i I, that, that technology affords us to do that so that'd be pretty cool but today i really felt like we were supposed to revisit this thing called the double portion i really felt like with the unction on this as we step into Passover this next week, today's Palm Sunday traditionally, where Jesus was preparing, you know, this week as He was going to the cross. It's a uh, time when we prepare to move toward Passover. And uh, I just really feel like the Holy Spirit is really going to do something very, very significant uh, as we journey toward Passover this year. Uh, I believe in prophecy. I believe in prophets. I believe, according to Second Chronicles 20:20. Uh, believe in God you'll be established believe in his prophets and you'll prosper and uh, we are a prophetically motivated church we are actually a church uh, that's empowered by purpose and driven by destiny that's who we are We, we, we are proponents of that that God has a plan and a purpose for every person in this room and once you find that it is a force that propels us forward into the kingdom of God and so uh we, of course, the Word of God is the foundation that we live our lives upon, but we do believe God speaks by prophets. So anybody here believe that? You believe God does speak by prophets? So we take stock in that. We don't just dismiss these things when God speaks to us prophetically. And this is very significant, I'll just give you a quick backstory. Some of you may not know this, but in the early 1970s, some of you may be familiar with it, Familiar with this, there was a great outpouring of God's spirit in Coldwater, Alabama. I don't know if you realize this, right across the uh Highway 78 at a very small church, Coldwater Methodist Church. A great outpouring where people came from all over and got filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, miracles, transformation of lives in the early 1970s. And in the midst of this revival, this pastor stood up and he said, As great as this is. This is not what God's plan is for this community. There's going to come a day in the future where a church will be planted that's never been here before. And when that church is planted, that church will be marked out for a double portion of what God wants to do in this territory. So Chuck Pierce comes along. As most of you know his story, I'm going to show you two minutes of it today. So Chuck Pierce, at that this junction in his life the late 70s early 80s he was transitioning from a denominational faith got filled with the holy spirit this was a lot of revivals taking place back then got filled with the holy ghost his wife got healed of barrenness they had adopted three kids but she was healed of barrenness god spoke to her said i'm going to heal you of barrenness did she conceived twins carried them full term and they died lost the twins Devastated, they traveled uh, as uh, history buffs all through uh, the Civil War areas, got up to New Hampshire where Pam is from, got traveling back down toward Texas, coming to I-20, stopped in Oxford, Alabama. And here in 1988 now, the Lord stopped him and apprehended them and spoke to them very clearly about this city, this place we live in right now. So I'm going to show you that real quick, and then we'll then we'll jump into it. Check this out.
1: The Lord show. asked us, uh, we were about, I would have to say, 10 months into the process of losing those tw- twins. And the Lord asked us to drive across America. And I was working into the Soviet bloc country, and I would speak, of course, some, and to drive across to the eastern part and go to all the Civil War battlefields, north and south, because Pam was from New Hampshire. And so we drove all the way to New Hampshire, and then we drove all the way back. When we got here, now this is with three kids, when we got to this area, God said, stop. I've shared a portion of this, but I don't think I've ever shared it quite the way I think you can get it tonight. He said stop here. I want you to pray here for two days because this is where I will restore the double portion. There wasn't anything here. Why in the world would you stop in Oxford and Anniston of all the places in all of America that you've been going to And God said, this is where you will hold up until you feel like that which you lost will come back in a new portion here. Now hear what I'm saying to you. There is a will of God on certain places that can't be stopped as long as you don't even have to understand it you don't have to you don't have to know how you're to do it how you're to enter in with it all you have to know is there's something so sovereign about certain places so you can imagine when Paul Keith Davis said to me you know there's something going on in the Anniston area do you know anything about Anniston Alabama I said I stayed there two days and prayed I mean really the only thing we could go to was that museum. There's some museum here somewhere. When you have kids and 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 we went to and we prayed until I knew that the Lord would birth the place for the double portion. The Lord asked us. So
0: uh, thanks. So Chuck then of course when we met Chuck uh and uh, when we met Chuck then he found out about us he prophesied this is the place of the double portion why does that even matter why does that even matter to you why does that matter to me because if this is a place that God has marked out carved out by His sovereign will, to be a place of a double portion, then if God has connected you to this place, you are a person that's been carved out and marked out to be a part of a place of a double portion. Or are you tracking with me? You say, well, what is a double portion? Well, a double portion is simply an anointing that is ex- that gives you an exponential amount of God's grace to fulfill a very specific purpose in a miraculous and supernatural way it's not necessary just double it's an exponential amount of God's goodness and God's grace and God's anointing because there's an extraordinary work that God has called you to be a part of and fulfill. That's why I say all the time the reason I will not quit, I will not stop, I will not quit pursuing is because God didn't call us to be a ordinary church to fulfill ordinary things. He called us to be a super extraordinary church because he's got extraordinary things for us to do and to see fulfilled in our lives. So touch three people say if you're here today it's because you're destined for a double portion. Tell them, you're here, you're destined for a double portion. Now, I hope this is going to make sense to you as I unfold this really briefly to you uh, because this will answer, should answer some questions for you today. If you are called to be a part of this place, then this portion of Scripture should answer some very important questions for you today from the portion of God's Word that talks about the double portion. It's 2 Kings 2. I'll read it briefly, verse 1 through 14. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were traveling from Gilgal. And Elisha said to Elisha, "Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord's told me to go to Bethel. But Elisha replied, As surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went down together to Bethel. The group of prophets from Bethel came to Elisha and asked him did you know what the Lord is going to take your master away from you today of course I know Elisha said but be quiet about it then Elijah said to Elisha stay here for the Lord's told me to go to Jericho but Elisha replied again as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live I will never leave you so they went on down together to Jericho Now the group of the prophets from Jericho came to Elisha and asked him, Did you know that your Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Of course I know, Elisha answered, but be quiet about it. Then Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord's told me to go to the Jordan River. But again, Elisha replied, As surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went on together. Fifty men from the group of prophets also went and watched from a distance as Elijah and Elisha stopped beside the Jordan River. Then Elijah folded his cloak together and struck the water with it. The river divided and two of them went over on dry ground. When they came back to the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what I can do for you before I'm taken away. And Elisha replied, please let me inherit a double portion of your spirit and become your successor. You've asked a difficult thing Elijah replied if you see me when I'm taken from you then you will get your request but if not then you won't as they were walking along and talking suddenly a chariot of fire appeared drawn by horses of fire it drove between the two men separating them and Elijah was carried by by a whirlwind into the heaven. Elisha saw and cried out, My father, my father, I see the chariots and the charioteers of Israel. And as they disappeared from sight, Elisha tore his clothes in distress. And Elisha picked up Elijah's cloak, which had fallen when he was taken up, Then Elisha returned to the bank of the Jordan River. He struck the water with Elijah's coat and cried out, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And suddenly the river divided, and Elisha went across on dry ground. This is a fantastic story of the double portion anointing being released. Now obviously as I'm reading that, you'll you'll sense some juice on some parts of it. And I'm going to tell you why. If you're destined to walk in a double portion anointing and be connected to a carved out distinctive double portion place, there's one characteristic that you'll find throughout that scripture, or I should say two characteristics. We'll start with these right off the top of the bat, and these aren't even on my notes. Number one, if you are called to be a part of that person, you cannot quit. There ain't no quit in you. Every time Elijah told Elisha, he said, I gotta go somewhere, you stay here. He said, as surely as the Lord lives, and as sure as you live, I will not quit following you. I've got good news. If you are called to connect here, oh, you may have gone for a season or gone away for, look, I wants to leave at times. I don't understand. I don't, I'm not talking about you ain't got no want to in you. I'm just talking about you can't. Uh-huh, why? Because we have been apprehended by God for a supernatural purpose. But if you're not called to be a part of that, you can't stay because God has called you to something else. But if you're called to this to this double portion to this thing that probably will never be your normal church you know you'll probably always be pushed and pressed to do crazy things like give first fruits and blow shofars and dance in the spirit and speak in tongues and lay hands on the sick and cast out devils and move in the anointing grab hold of mantles and open up portals and bind up satan and loose the spirit of god and move in the prophetic and see god do transformation If you're called to that, then you can't leave. Called to look at Hebrew letters and enjoy a Shabbat and speak some Hebrew. Number two, you will not be moved by what other people say. Because let me tell you, if you ever are called by God to connect with a place like this, people are going to talk about you. But if you'll notice, Elisha, he was never moved by what the prophets or the sons of prophets or anybody else said. He had one focus. I am laying hold of the double portion anointing that I've been called into. Characteristics. Now, the process, you, th- this is important, how do I know I've been called? Here's the question I will answer for you. How do I know I've been called to connect to this? The process is in here. First place is a place called Gilgal. My question, have you been to Gilgal? You say, well, I don't know, what is Gilgal? Gilgal is the place of circumcision it's the place where before they entered the land of Israel that God said you got to circumcise yourselves if you want to follow me it's the place where the manna ceased and they had to walk by faith not by sight Gilgal is the place where God begins to deal with our flesh and begins to call us to a commitment to follow him not to fulfill our will but to fulfill his will and this is where the Word of God begins to cut and divide us between the flesh and the spirit and normally there's a decision made at Gilgal that you're going to follow or you're not going to follow it's not a it's not a place Gilgal is a place of pure commitment it's a sign of covenant it's a sign of God calling you and you embracing God and making a choice to fully follow Christ into your purpose into your destiny Gilgal is a place of embarkment a place where you enter the unknown it's a place where you're no more living what's familiar but you're entering a new territory called Canaan and you're entering a place of the unfamiliar but you're okay with it because God has done such a work in your heart by the Holy Spirit that you have made such a commitment to God in a place called Gilgal that you don't want to do anything else Gilgal is that place where where God has come by the Holy Spirit and, and, and so touched your heart in some way or some fashion that you're willing literally to lay down your life to follow Jesus. So have you been to Gilgal? Have you been to that place where you literally, God, began to circumcise your heart to say something like, Not my will but your will be done because that is the person destined to have a double portion in the Old Testament they would call that person a bond servant that's the person that was no longer see here's here's let me pause for a minute you don't have to be a part of this tribe you don't have to get into this crazy bunch with us this wild bunch. you you don't have to follow God that radically you can go to heaven And you can live eternally with Jesus Christ and never radically do anything I'm talking to you about today. Unless you've had such an experience with the Lord that you've decided, I will never be happy living for myself in this life. I will only be happy if I know I am doing the will of God. And follow him as a bond servant I'm free to come and go but I've so fallen in love with the master that I'm saying here's my ear pierce it to the wall identify me circumcise mark me I want to be one of those who does the will of God in the earth my meat is to do the will of him who sent me not my will but your will be done have you been to Gilgal so Elijah says stay here I'm going to Bethel as surely as the Lord lives I will not quit following you Gilgal just the starting point if you're going to Bethel I'm going to Bethel it's like Ruth your people shall be your my people my God shall be your God wherever you go I will go it's that kind of following so the next place, they go to a place called Bethel. Two things happen at Bethel, significant in the Scriptures. Genesis 28, this is, uh, we're, uh, what is it, Abraham, Isaac. Dude. It was Isaac. In Genesis 28, is asleep. All of a sudden, the heavens open up, and the angels are ascended and descending. He wakes up, and he said, God was in this place, and I didn't even know it. Jacob. Fake news was coming over from the left. Jacob not Isaac now thank you for repentance it's a sign from heaven I knew it was Isaac or Jacob one Jacob heaven's open Jacob's ladder I should have thought of that right man Jacob's ladder so angels ascending descending Jacob says God was in the place I didn't even know it what's the second place that happens if you're destined you're going to have an encounter with God because that's why we don't have church membership because we're not interested in anybody joining the church because the church cannot move you to the place of the double portion we're interested in people who are being joined to the Lord not the church because it's the Lord who's going to give you the double portion it's the Lord we don't want to join you to us we want to join you to Him because that's the only thing that makes us significant and for that you got to have an encounter with God that's why we're always encouraging people, slip over to Freedom Trap because it's designed to lead you to an encounter. Like Peter, where you, you all of a sudden encounter, oh, I know Jesus, not because somebody told me about him, because I met him. And now when you meet him and realize who he is, then you realize who you are and your identity, come on somebody, your identity. And now you're, on. second thing happened at Bethel, uh, Jacob wrestled, with God if you're called to be in this place you've probably been circumcised you've probably had an encounter and you've probably had a wrestling match anybody here been wrestling with God over anything and you're wrestling with God because when you begin to move looking headed for the double portion God himself begins to wrestle with you Because it's in the wrestling with God that you get weaker and he gets stronger. Come on, you're not been wrestling with the devil at this point. You're wrestling with God because you are in a wrestling match, a tug of war over your identity and who you're called to be and what you're called to do. And all of a sudden, Jacob, it says he touched his hip, knocked it out of socket. And now he said, from this point on, your name shall not be called supplanter, liar, deceiver your name shall be called Israel because you are a prince with God and so what happens is God lets you wrestle with your weaknesses and your flesh and your disappointment and your disillusion and it's a wrestling match and normally we come out why because in this journey God didn't want any of us to be deceived by the thought that we might be the ones making it happen so if you're destined to walk in a double portion here at Word alive, this is probably the way you strut. I'd much rather be in partnership and covenant with somebody who's walking with a limp than somebody who's never wrestled with the Lord. It is not by might. It is not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Have you been to Gilgal? Have you been to Bethel? But it didn't stop there. He said, you stay here. I'm going to Jericho. No, no, no. As surely as the Lord lives and you live, I will not stay here. I'm going to Jericho. Why? When you're a double portioned person, you can't stop. Or oh, you may dream about it. I mean, you, you may moan about it. You may get lowing as you go. But you there's something in you that even when you don't want to do it it's just something all of a sudden god will send you somebody he'll send you a text he'll send you a word he'll send you something you get way down god come pick you up you get way off he'll get you back on track why you're marked out carved out to be a person who walks in the double portion anointing And if i can humbly just say one of the mistakes i've made as a pastor is to think that everybody's called that that's not true and that's okay they're called to something else that doesn't make us great and them not this is just our portion who what we're called to do so have you been to Gilgal? have you been to bethel jericho huh jericho jericho is the place of warfare touch two people say have you met any demons on your journey tell them have you met any demons on your journey (laughs) 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 there's been times around this church every devil that wasn't busy seemed to be hanging out right in here because when you make your decision to follow after God and move after the double portion, move after that exponential experience, that exponential place that God's one, every devil that's not busy tries to come, doesn't it? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, and wickedness, and darkness, and high places. We've had some of the most intense Warfare, mental warfare, physical warfare, demonic warfare. If you are marked out, you probably have had some intense warfare in your family, in your finances, in your health, in your mind, in your job. Am I talking to anybody here that's been walking this journey right here? But I got good news. Revelation 12 comes into play we overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony wait a minute and we love not our lives unto the death i had rather die following than live stopping that warfare gets intense it is intimidating it tries to back us off of God's purposes and God's plan persecution comes people say all kind of things about you about me about us family disputes rise up you think this is natural stuff this ain't natural stuff this is every devil in hell trying to stop what you and I are called to do for God's kingdom and God's purposes situations financial struggles mental warfare difficulties trials tribulations all our portion for those why because God even uses that to bring us to this place where he's been positioning for us all along. that warfare produces a humility I thought I was bad till I met bad <laughs> then it's more it, now it's not like I have power over demons now if it wasn't for the Lord who was on my side huh if it wasn't for the Lord who fought my battle for me. If it wasn't for the Lord who stood against these foes for me. Right? That's when the captain of the Lord of hosts showed up at Jericho. Scared Joshua to death, a, a warrior, scared him to death when the Lord of hosts showed up. He said, Are you for us or are you against us? It's a revelation. He said, Neither. I'm not fighting your battles, and I'm not fighting their battles. I'm fighting the Lord's battles. See, we think angels were sent to fight your battles. They ain't sent to fight your battles. They're fighting the Lord's battles. Now, if you're, in the Lord's, if you're in the Lord's army and you're in the Lord's battle, then they're fighting your battles. But We think it's all about my personal battle. No, your personal battle is just to get you positioned to get in the real battle, which is the kingdom of darkness being overtaken by the kingdom of light. So have you been to Gilgal? Do you feel like just part of you got cut off? That flesh. Have you been to Bethel? Wrestling with God, encountering God. Have you had warfare? These are all marks, signposts that you're called. I got good news for somebody. The greater the warfare that's against you is just in proportion to God's destiny that's on your life and God's purpose that's on your life Satan don't fight you if you're not going against him I'm going on to Jordan Uh, you stay here as surely as the Lord lives and you live I will not stay at Jericho I'm going to Jordan what happened at Jordan you I read it earlier Jordan traditionally is known as the place of death the word Jordan means death and when they got to Jordan this is the place the double portion fell it's actually the last and final stage it's the same place called death it's where all our dreams all our delusions all our thoughts of how God was going to do it and when God was going to do it and how God was going to do it. All this stuff that we've carried in the journey all of a sudden comes to a place of death. Now it gets to the place where, you you may have been here, maybe it just never going to happen. Maybe it wasn't God's will. Maybe, here's the big one, maybe I just messed it up and you did <laughs> and so did I thank God God's double portion of anointing isn't released because you and I don't mess it up it's released because there's a sovereign will of God on you and on me and just like David's broken men God's pleasure is to take a bunch of broken people who've been through so much stuff that they've gotten to the point they just die to the fact of what people think, what people care, what people may say, and they find themselves totally dead to the world's thoughts and the world's way, dead to ambition, dead to thoughts of fame, dead to thoughts of riches, dead to the things that we thought God was going to do. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves not golden vessels, not silver vessels, but yielded vessels ready for the moon of God to come into our midst touch four or five people say I think I'm about yielded tell them I think I'm about yielded I've told y'all stories I was speaking to somebody about it yesterday my friend Eddie Hines who's in service with us today I was talking to him about my uncle Rod yesterday y'all remember me telling stories about him he said I'll never forget he had that speech impediment was so endearing him to me he said I'll never forget I came out of the doctor's office that had been told I had a terminal disease he said I sat in the car and the Lord said we ready to do the will of God now He looked at me, he said, it didn't take me all day to make that decision. <laughs> Jericho, death. All of a sudden, when we think it's dead, <laughs> bam. God moves. Elijah's taken up. The mantle falls, and the double portion comes on the sand. Elisha recorded, did exactly double the miracles Elijah did. Do the double portion anointing. Have you been to Gilgal? Have you been to Bethel? Have you been to Jericho? Have you been to Jordan? Then it's probably a sure sign that you're destined for the double portion. An exponential grace to be on our lives to fulfill the purposes and the plans of God. There's so much shifting and moving right now in the spirit. Have you noticed our crepe myrtles out here? Notice them when you go out here today. They, they uh, prune them uh, this week. I look more like they killed them. <laughs> Guy said, you want me to do those at your house? I said, not until I see if these are coming back. It looks like they're never going to live again. And this prophet showed up here this week, got out of the car, he said, Man, is that not a picture of where y'all been? He said, It looks like they're never gonna bud. He said, But I'm telling you, as surely as I'm standing here, you're gonna look out there and they're gonna be budding again. Why? Pruning's never for to kill you, it's only to get you ready to multiply. <laughs> Woo! Come on, somebody touch two people say I don't care what you've been through you about to multiply tell them you're about to multiply anybody getting a hold of this all right let me let me let me let me let me, let me take you here this is the promise Isaiah 61 and9 this is in the amplified Hang on a minute. Y'all sure that's that right scripture? Hmm. That's a pretty good one, yeah. Just not the one I was looking for. Hang on a minute, I got you, Uh uh-huh, can you you find uh, 7, Isaiah 61 7, amplified, wave at me if we're working on it, oh great, give me a thumbs down if we're screwed. Just stand up and read it like old school get up it, it, is that amplified you just read it out loud you hold on a minute I'll get her a microphone we going old school next thing you know somebody gonna testify y'all remember the old testimony service I just want to testify the Lord been good to me that's Teddy that's Teddy Woo. Give her that mic. Rip it, Teddy. Instead of your former shame, you shall have a two fold recompense. Instead of dishonor and reproach, your people shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double what they have forfeited. Everlasting joy shall be there. Woo! Come on, somebody! Instead of your instead of your former shame you will have a double portion instead of humiliation that's all that we've been going through see the devil's been lying to somebody just saying you know you're going to be shamed you believe god and he didn't come through people are going to be humiliated by it they've told me i was told two weeks ago kit why do you always keep preaching like you got to take the city and you got to take the state and you got to take the nation and other nations i said because that's what i'm called to do that's why that's what God put me on earth to do. That's why God broke this church. That's why God sent me Holy Ghost, tongue-talking, fire-filled people because we're destined to transform our city and a state and a nation and nations. Come on. Handalabo So <laughs> Shofar gets me down in the inner man. Instead of your former shame, you'll have double portion. Instead of humiliation, your people will shout for joy over their portion. Therefore, in their land, they will possess double what they have forfeited and everlasting joy. Not temporary everlasting joy yes. shall be upon their heads my God look at Zechariah 9 and 11 amplified why, why are you using amplified we want it to say loud as for you also look out because of the blood because of the blood of your covenant you need to touch three people and tell them you're in covenant with God. Tell them you're in covenant with God. Let, let, let me, let's go ahead and put this out in the spirit. We're not wishing, we're not hoping, we're in covenant we are a covenant people with a covenant making covenant keeping God he sent Chuck Pierce here to prophesy his covenant plans that's been purchased with the blood of God's own son and the reality of the double portion is not because of your righteousness or my righteousness but because heaven has said it Jesus has paid for it and the Holy Ghost is gonna do it in Jesus name Woo. As for you also, because of the blood of your covenant, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pits. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today I declare I will restore double to you. Mm. Here's what this translation says, amplified. As for you also, because of the blood of my covenant with you, my chosen people, the covenant that was sealed with blood, I have freed your prisoners from the waterless pit returned to the stronghold of security and prosperity O oh, prisoners who have the hope even today I'm declaring that I will restore double your former prosperity to you as firstborn among nations you see the double portion always belonged to the firstborn that's why it says Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren because of the blood covenant we are all firstborn you and I are all firstborns with God because of the blood covenant and you will be given double for your trouble Touch about three or four people say you about to get double for your trouble tell them we got six we got 60 seconds we got to go can I give you one more scripture this so spoke to me Mark 10, 28 31, this is such a picture of the double portion. Peter said to him, hey Lord, wait a minute, we've left everything and followed you. (laughs) I like old Peter, don't you? He said, hey Jesus, hold the phone a minute, (laughs) because this is right after the portion where Jesus said it's really hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom, and Peter said, hold on a minute, he said, hey Lord. We've left everything and followed you. Anybody feel like sometimes you just gave everything? Your time, your energy, your prayers, your money, your you know. I know you do. Uh, see, Lord, we've left all and followed you. That's Gilgal. Jesus said, Hey Peter, assuredly I say to you, there is no one who's left a house or brothers or sisters or a father or a mother or a wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now here's the double portion a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions can you dream with me a minute what if you got so blessed you got persecuted you ever dream about that how about you just how about the Lord just wants to so get a double portion on you that people start persecuting you about it why are you so blessed how come everything's always going your way how come you got healed how come all your children are serving God how come you're walking in your car how come everybody you pray for gets? how come God answers all your? Go on, back up. In some big letters, you are, you are. houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children's lands with pursuits. and in the age to come, eternal life, double portion, not only blessed in this life. Come on, somebody, but blessed in the one. Are you with me? See, we thought you could either have one other. But the double portion says you'll be blessed here and you'll be blessed there. The word Lahaim in Hebrew is actually means double. It means two lives. It means the life that now is, that you're extremely blessed, and the life which is to come, you're going to be extremely blessed. Won't you touch three people and say the double portion is about to bless you now and for eternity. Tell them they're going to bless you now and for eternity. So, hopefully you were here last week if not let me fill you in a couple weeks ago i was praying about this i said lord i felt like passover is going to be very significant this year i feel like something very important is going to transpire something's going to happen chuck pierce has been prophesying for the last several weeks get ready for the double portion get ready for the double portion get ready for the double portion and i believe that to be accurate so i was praying lord you know uh actually here's what i prayed because i'm going to chuck's to preach friday i said lord i don't want to go preach there without testimony this time I want a testimony, a fresh testimony of something in my life. Week and a half ago, a very generous donor that's been a blessing to our church, he loves that we feed the poor, he loves that we preach the gospel, he loves that we cast out devils, he loves that we heal the sick, he loves that we talk about purpose and destiny, he just so loves what we do. He called me, he said, I love what your church does, and I want to ensure that your church continues to do what you're called to do. So here's what I would like to do. I would like for you to challenge your church during this season on my behalf, because he doesn't get to come here very often, he said, but I want you to know I love you and I appreciate what you do. And please tell your congregation, here's what I would like to do. I would like to double whatever their generosity is at Passover. I will write you a check and double it to the church. (laughs) Hang on a minute. I know I'm more excited than you are. but right. we should all be excited. Double up to $300,000. So he said, if you give three, if your congregation gives 300000 I will write you a check for 300000 and match it and double it to ensure that you continue to be able to do what God's called you to do. That's exciting in itself if you're called to this. If you're not called, you don't care. <laughs> like, take your double portion But if you call to this place, that's exciting. But what I got excited about as soon as I hung up the phone, something inside me said, that's the double portion. Because first comes the natural, then the spiritual. And the Lord said, that's the double portion. That's doubling. That's gonna double. If I sow a hundred, that's two hundred. If I sow ten, that's twenty. If I sow a thousand, that's two thousand. If I sow ten thousand, that's twenty thousand. It's doubled. The time I get the seed in the ground, it doubles automatically. The Lord said, that's how the double portion of anointing is gonna fall by the time you get the seed. By the time you get the seed in the ground, you're gonna receive a double. If this is a a word from God after Passover, we should be walking in a double anointing. In other words, more people should be getting saved, more people should be getting healed, more people should be getting fed, more water should be distributed, more miracles happening, because I'm prophesying to you and me this is the time in the season to step in, go beyond, and into the double portion anointing of the Holy Ghost. Anybody in agreement with me? Stand up and let's shout to God in this house today. Amen. <laughs> Woo! I believe it. I believe it. You shall receive double for your trouble. So I just believe that this is a divine time for us. So next week, we're moving toward Passover. And so, And we're going to celebrate the blood. For, we're going to start out, we're going to worship in the blood. We're going to sing about the blood. We're going to be taking communion together. And we're going to be decreeing, declaring, and ce- celebrating the blood of the Lamb. And I believing that people are going to be renewed, strengthened, healed, delivered. Strongholds are going to break. And we're going to celebrate that. We're going to celebrate what we've been preaching. That's the plan. That's God's plan. His plan's to redeem us. But then we're all going also going to celebrate the plan to prosper. So we're all coming. God, what's my portion? What do you want doubled in my life? What is it you want me to bring? And we're not going to come empty-handed. We're going to come with something and say, God, I'm connecting to you as the source of all my provision. And we're going to give a first fruits offering and decree and declare God's blessings over that. And last but not least, we're going to frame us a future with our words and through hope we're going to enter into a new season in God as a people as individuals because this is the time for us to celebrate the fact that we have been redeemed from the enemy by the blood of the lamb and we're stepping into our future so father we thank you that as we prepare this week you told the, you told the Israelites for seven days make sure there's no leaven in the house Lord I pray these next seven days you would search our hearts you would speak to us those that those that you're calling to to this place to this house to this double portion you clear to them as you've ever made it that this is this is their calling this is their purpose this is their place they're not being drawn to Kent Maddox they're not being drawn to Word Alive they're not being drawn to a program they're being drawn by the Spirit of God to this place because it's their destiny it's their purpose to be here Lord make it as clear as you've ever made it to people move away all sin, move away all habits, move away all distractions that's been trying so easily to ensnare us. Reveal that this week as we prepare toward Passover. Search our hearts. Let us know. Speak clearly to us. God, give us supernatural seed. Lord, there's so many of us who want to pay in this double portion season of giving, but Lord, we just don't have it to give. Lord, you can give us supernatural seed. If you're wanting to sow it, you want us to sow it. You can give seed to the planter and bread eat. You can give us a supernatural seed this week of a significant portion that we can come saying, God, you gave thee. now I'm putting it in the ground and I thank you that you're going to double it. Lord, I decree over this congregation, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. (laughs) Plans to prosper you and give you a hope-filled future. Father, I thank you that as we move toward Passover next week, you are moving us into this of a supernatural double portion as we enter into our future. We decree it and we believe it to be so in Jesus' name. And everybody in agreement said, amen. Can we give the Lord one more hand of praise today? Woo! Listen, prayer rooms open, dream interpretation tables open, prophecy tables, you need ministry. Go straight into the connection. I love you. I'll see you Passover here next
1: Sunday. Be blessed.
0: If you're looking for a church home or maybe just visiting our area, we would love to see you face-to-face here at Word Alive International Outreach at 122 Allendale Road in Oxford, Alabama. Maybe you can't make it in person. Well, look, all of our services are streamed online at our website, waio.org. Also on our site, you'll find previous sermons, what we believe, information about our online campus, and how you can get plugged in here at Word Alive International Outreach. Thanks again for listening to the Word Alive podcast. <laughs>